Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. I'm uh, Matt. And this week we got into our mini episode, our non-VHS episode, and we did Rampage. Yes, and happy 420 to our folks that celebrate the holiday today. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you promised you were going to walk into this movie high to watch it. Did you fulfill your promise? Yes, I did. Accidentally too much. So just to just to be clear, I'm I'm not stoned in any way right now. <laughs> but I was extraordinarily stoned during Rampage. What I did, I, I never smoke alone. Like I don't smoke that often. I mean I, I do, I smoke, I partake, but like I don't do it like that that often. And when I do it's usually like with at least one other person. But uh, so I was by myself, which I almost never do. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take a couple hits before going to the movie uh, and I was going to be, you know, just kind of see it under the influence, you know, celebrating the holiday. Doing it for the podcast guys, not doing it for me. This doing is a judge-free zone yes. here at Analog Jones. We will not judge you, Matt. Yeah, I, but I was doing it for you guys. I mean, I'll I'll get into it in a sec, but like, I go to, to do it, I go to take a few hits. All of a sudden, I like, finish the bowl. My girlfriend Ashley picks me up and we're going to go see Rampage and we're in the car and I'm like, oh no, I'm too high. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know where I am. But, I, you know, being high is different than being drunk. I'm in the most positive state like there could be, but I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so I love life and I love everything in it, but I'm stoned out of my mind. We get to the movie and the trailers start and uh, everything like that. And I'm like, and thinking as I'm sitting in the theater, I'm like, this is like, my favorite thing in the world. Like, I wish I could do this all the time. Not so, not for every movie, but for like movies like this, I wish I could always go stoned because I was in such a positive state and I was so excited to be there. It was like seeing a movie as a little kid again. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like because I was just so like not in my head. So I was just like excited. I was like, I'm gonna see The Rock. I'm gonna see a big movie. And I'm like in a full crowd of super excited people. And I was like, this was this was like great. I like I was like, I wish I could do this all the time. Yeah, and then the movie started, so I, I could talk about sort of how I felt when we get into it here. Now, if there's any movie to see as a little kid, it's a '90s New Line film. Yeah, and this was a New Line film that straight up felt like a script from 1996, but it, we had like 2018 CG. Yeah, immediately felt like a '90s. So it was like the best best like transport teleportation back in time feeling because it did feel like a 90s new line movie so like it, it's great for the kids that came out and saw it this weekend and then it's also great for stoners that want to relive their nostalgic youth this is a really interesting adaptation of a video game i don't think anyone was clamoring for a rampage i thought it was a really weird movie to make yes in 2018 i agree, I agree. I, it doesn't really make any sense until I read more into it. Now, New Line was purchased by Warner Brothers, I don't know, 2000 whatever. And Warner Brothers purchased Midway in 2009. 
So they had all the property rights to a bunch of these games, and this was one where they were really excited to remake. Blowing my mind is, I can't figure out why they were excited to remake <laughs> it. I get if you get The Rock connected to something, you'd be excited, because that would create excitement. Right. But they seem to be excited before The Rock was ever a part of this. I'm very vaguely familiar with the game. I remember playing it in some arcades back when there were arcades, mm-hmm. but just like kind of like button mashing and just playing for you know, 15 minutes until I died or whatever, and then walking away from it. You know, like, it wasn't, like, something I had some sort of attachment to. And I don't know anybody who did have any kind of nostalgic attachment to it. No, my brothers and I played it on the NES a lot. I didn't play it so much in the arcade. I never had an arcade around me that I can remember that had this. But we had it on the NES. I know there was other ones, maybe for the Super Nintendo or whatever. I don't know. I just didn't play them. And I felt like this game, after about a good solid 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, you'd be like, okay, I've destroyed enough buildings, I want to go outside. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt, too, like, playing it in the arcade. It was like, as soon as I died, I was like, all right, good. Like, I don't need to put, like, I'm good. <laughs> Let's get down to the details of this. We had it directed by Brad Payton, who you can laugh at him for doing Cats and Dogs 2, Journey 2, or San Andreas, but his movies make money. He's got he's got fun base level mainstream entertainment figured out. He really does. San Andreas is an absolute blast. Like it, I mean, it benefits from having The Rock. I have not seen Journey Two or Cats and Dogs Two, but from what I hear, both of them are miles better than the originals because they're fun. They're stupid, but they're fun. That's what I hear. And San Andreas is kind of that too. So I imagine this director has it figured out. And New Line loves him. Yeah. So we have this produced also by Brad Payton and another guy, Boflin? I, I see B-E-A-U to yeah, me Bo. looks like Bu. That's Bo. And we had this again. <laughs> we had this on Laser Mission. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bo Davis. Or, yeah, yeah, Bo, yeah. yeah, Bo Davis. B.J. Davis, Boy Davis. Mm-hmm. So Boflin direct, or produced this. Now, did you notice the blonde at the beginning? The short hair, the astronaut? Yeah, Marley Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah, Marley Sheldon's they're married. Oh, okay. That was why she was in that. Well, there was, there was and we'll, we're going to talk about the cast. Uh, the cast was pretty filled out with, like, very recognizable character actors top to bottom. Yeah. So even a small part like that, having Marley Sheldon in there, wasn't weird because the whole cast was like that. My Stone Dash was so excited to see her at the beginning because I love Marley Sheldon. Well, the director, the producer, and the writer, well, there's four writers on this, but three of them all had connections through San Andreas. So... They clearly like to work together. I did find that one of the writers also wrote uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. This movie was starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Davis Okoye. Okoye. Okoye, yeah. Yes, and he was a primatologist and the head of an anti-poaching unit and apparently special forces. So he was everything. Yes, it. he was The Rock. He, he was playing The Rock in this. He was a little Mary Sue. Like, it, it seemed like he could just figure everything yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, a helicopter? I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Naomi Harris as Dr. Kate Caldwell, a discredited genetic engineer who teams up with o- Okoye. God, I can't say his name. Okoye. Okoye. <laughs> By the way, it took me almost the entire movie, but I finally figured it out. She's Money Penny from Bond. Yeah, I, I remember her from uh, 28 Days Later. She's been acting forever. Oh, we had Maylene Merine. Ackerman? I know it's Malin Swedish. Ackerman? Yeah. yeah. I 
Anyway, she was Claire Wyden, the woman responsible for everything in this, the mutations of George, Ralph, and Lizzie, and Project Rampage. Yeah. So, and then we had Jake Lacey as Brett Wyden, the dim-witted brother and the PR for the company. We had Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Harvey Russell, a government agent who works for the agency called OGA, also nicknamed the Cowboy. Yeah. God, I loved him. (laughs) I'll talk about that in a sec. And Joe... Maganello. Joe Maganello, whatever. He's from True Blood Magic Mike Films and a couple other things. Why was he in this? It was that same thing like Marvie Sheldon. It was like, have a character actor just play this small part. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like every character, every, every like role that was paid attention to in this movie was played by like a famous actor, which is just kind of strange, but like a fun choice. Okay. By the way, I noticed this was edited by the same guy who did Star Wars The Last Jedi. I just thought nice. that was fun. All right. Production company's New Line and distributed by Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers distributes everything New Line does now. They merged in 2008. I was really close. I said 2009. Nice. Like we said, uh, we're, I mean, we're about to get into it here. We'll talk about the budget in a second. But, like, this feels like a 90s New Line, big budget, summer temple movie. Yes, we're going to do Mortal Kombat next week, and this freaking feels like it was, like, yeah. they, they, both of these scripts are written right next to each other. Right, yeah, ex- like, exactly. Like, you've got listed here, like, the Rush Hour movies, the Austin Powers movies, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask. This fits in mm-hmm. with those so well. The Rampage does. Like, you know, it just feels like those movies. Yeah, somewhere behind this, Bob Shea is just like, I, I know I'm not in charge, I don't work here anymore, but, uh, I approve this script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one would have Bausch approval for sure. Uh, uh, right yeah. now, so this was done at a budget of 120 million. You know how they just kind of estimate those, but 38 million this weekend in domestic, 115 worldwide. 55 of that was from China alone. Yeah, this is gonna make money. This oh, yeah. is gonna end up probably coming to like 300, 400 worldwide. People, it's it's getting decent reviews. Mm-hmm. People seem to like it. it. It's the best-reviewed video game movie. I heard that. It is the best-reviewed video game movie thus far. I was surprised, so I guess they didn't like the new Tomb Raider that much. Oh, wait, what was this reviewed at for Rotten Tomatoes? 60% or something like that. Oh, okay. I feel like yeah, Tomb Raider's like in the 50s or something, so they were close. Jeez, these were really close. It looks like Rampage is at 50% and Tomb Raider's at 49%. Wow. Well, anyway, let's get into this movie. Hell of a day, huh? Giant gorilla on the loose. There's a 30-foot wolf out there. Weirdos on the internet calling him Ralph. It's clever. There's something in the river. I was just thinking the only thing that's missing right now is a giant crocodile. Rampage. Experience it in IMAX. Ready PG-13. Can you explain the plot to this? I think I can. I was very stoned, so I think I like kept up with the movie. I, I kind of. I want to hear a. St- I'm not. I don't want to call you a stoner. I want to hear someone stoned, like yeah. trying to figure this out. Yeah. So a project being worked on in space, which has like genetic mutation to cure all disease, and they want to save the the samples, but the ship ends up crashing. Because there's a giant rat that eats Marley Sheldon, <laughs> which is amazing. If you, 
Like, if you want a stoned person to love your movie, start it that way. That movie started, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I was immediately in love with the movie when I saw the giant rat, and I was like, this is perfect. You, it crash lands. The She dies. The ship is wrecked. But the samples survive, and they are dispersed throughout the country. The world, aren't they? Or no, is it the country? It's just the country, well, right? It's just the United States. Yeah, okay. It's dispersed throughout the country in different, like... I think one was one of the Dakotas, one was California, and the other one was somewhere in the bayou. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Something like that. And different animals get infected, one of them being the rock's monkey. He's, like, in charge of at the zoo. Hey, that's a gorilla, and his name is George. George the gorilla. He is one of them, and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually the government gets involved with Jeffrey Dean Morgan's agency, and they want to keep George to test him and then they want to also use him to help find the other ones all the while Malin Ackerman has a signal at the top of the Sears Tower which is calling beckoning all them so George breaks out and they all convene in Chicago where they then destroy buildings and George is getting more and more aggro as the serum takes effect and so are all the other animals that's what I got out of it Yep. I, I might have filled in gaps that didn't happen in the movie with things I wanted to have happen, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened in the movie. Good enough. Now, after this point, we may spoil this movie, so go see it. Come yes. back. We're not. We don't purposely want to spoil it, but if we're going to talk about the film, maybe you should watch it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave you the plot without spoiling anything. So now, pause here, go watch it, and then come back. all right now that you're back i kind of want to talk about this character by character because this this script is really simple this whole movie is big dumb fun yes it's here's how the monsters are created the monsters grow the monsters bash yeah and since it's a rock movie nothing bad's going to happen at this so everything's going to turn out fine and this is this was like a 12 year old script yeah I get it. They're marketing towards it. I knew what I was going into. I'm not expecting, you know, Shakespeare here, and I don't care. Just give me a big, dumb, fun movie. There were... I'm going to get some of my cons out of the way with it. I thought Claire Wyden and Brett Wyden were some of the thinnest bad guys I've seen in a movie. I I will not disagree with you here. However, their performances were wonderful they were just so stupidly over the top that i loved it like i was just like there and like malin ackerman has done some b movies but she's done some a movies too and jake lacy i've only ever seen in like more high profile movie like not high profile but like like well regarded indie movies i've seen him in so and I know he's done uh, The Office as well, but I, I mostly think of him from like stuff like Obvious Child and yeah. films like that, where he's like he's like being a good actor, and then like he shows up in this and he's like playing it so big. It was really fun to watch the two of them chew scenery. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> like I mean, she was really notorious for it. I mean, just the total like I mean, like when she shoots yeah. the rock, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, I like that part. <laughs> yeah, she's just like mean to be mean there's no reason for it it's pretty like you said it's pretty thin well but i I don't care (laughs) and they're doing all this 
for money. They already own a building and a giant corporation. How much more money do you need? Well, it's the greed. It's the corporate greed. They just want more. They want to be the best and the biggest and the most money. Put that in there. (laughs) Like, if we can pull this off, we'll be bigger than yada yada. Like, Mm. something. There's, like, the motivation on them were so thin. It's almost like they were an afterthought. They're like, we've got to make these characters. She must be hated by the 12-year-olds. Right. Immediately. And he must be laughed at by the 12-year-olds. Right. And there's your bad guys. And yeah. Like, with four writers, I'm sure they were more fleshed out at one point, but they just kept getting stripped and stripped yeah. re- until they became complete caricatures of yeah. whatever. Dwayne The Rock Johnson as uh, Davis Okay. God damn it. Okay. okay. Oh, now I can't say Damn it. it. He, whatever. The whatever. Rock. He plays The Rock. But he, he, man, he is the exact same character in every movie. Yeah, but you know what? He's so fun to watch, and he's so charismatic and so likable. Uh, f- it's fine. Like, Does, it works. Do you think he has range anymore? Or do you think he doesn't care? I think he doesn't have... Like, I've seen him have range. He's, he's great as, like, sort of awkward characters in... Uh, He's really funny in Be Cool, the 2005 sequel, A Kid Shorty. He's the best part of that movie. And then in uh, Southland Tales, where he has, like, nervous tics and he's, like, got anxiety and stuff, he's, like, acting. He's, like, really, really acting. He's not playing The Rock. Uh, so I know he has it in him to give, like, a great performance. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, he's, like, I don't have to dig deep. I can just be surface and my movies are going to make money anyway. I heard someone compare him to Will Smith and I don't think that's fair at all because Will Smith challenges himself. He goes all kinds of different directions. Yeah. I think what they're comparing him with, oh, he always does the blockbuster. Remember right. from like yeah, he, Independence he, he's Day. He's doing on. that right yeah. now. But like, yeah, he's not given the range. But once Will, once Will Smith got to Ali, he changed. I don't think that's fair. I think Will Smith is a much better, well-balanced actor. I, I think The Rock will get there, though. I think he's going to do a few more years of these and then get burnt out. I don't think he will. You don't think so? No, he refuses. I found this out. I was reading more about The Rock. He refuses to do scripts that turn out bad. He like, I only want to do movies where at the end everyone feels good when they go home. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that same article, too, because they were talking about the ending of Rampage. Yeah, but that's, again, that could be now. They it could, could just be. be right now. I I don't know. I don't know. I can't see. The, I can't see the future with the Rock, but I know he's gonna be around forever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the one of the most charismatic men on screen I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he he's doing right now. Maybe he's not necessarily doing the Will Smith thing. He's doing the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Willis of the early '90s route. He's just doing his big action movies, and we'll yeah. see if we'll see which route does he go down the Stallone route, where he's more into writing and directing. Does he go to the Arnold route, where like he goes politics and then goes to like more dramas then after, or does he go the Willis route and he just does the same thing forever? <laughs> Wait a minute, is The Rock gonna bring the SmackDown on Trump? Is that what you're saying right now? Maybe, maybe he will. Oh man, maybe. You know he's going to run as a Republican if he runs. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think so. You think a big Samoan's going to go Republican? Yep, I do. All right, Money. Enough. Look at all that money that dude's got. Uh, yeah, he's got to have a lot. <laughs> I wonder how much he makes a film. I also wonder, like, why he did the exact same movie back-to-back with Jumanji and this. Yeah. I was like, Because he, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do anything Maybe else. put a spacer between that. <laughs> Naomi Harris did great. Yeah, she's uh, fun to watch. 
she actually brings a level of like class to it because she's actually like a really good actress and intelligence. Yeah, I, I believed her. I didn't so much have any emotion for her dying brother that ended up dying. I kind of completely forgot about that aspect of her, but I thought she brought intelligence to actually being a scientist. Like right. I felt like, okay, yeah, I, I buy you. you know, well, and the I guess the writing and the directing came through well because she she is beautiful, but you also still buy her as a scientist. We've had we've talked about other movies where like they cast uh, a beautiful woman as a scientist, and we're like come on like we don't believe it this works this works she's both smart and beautiful and it comes across and my favorite character matt's favorite character (laughs) absolutely jeffrey dean morgan coming in as harvey russell wow he doesn't just chew scenery in this movie he is the rampage that destroys the scenery in this movie (laughs) he he like as soon as he gets on screen he pulls out like a picnic basket and he puts down his car he has an entire meal in front of you that's yes. how much scenery he chews yes and, and man i could not get i wanted more of him yes i but like the first scene he's in the first extended scene he's in i did i leaned over to ashley during the movie and i was like what is jeffrey dean morgan doing in this movie and she was like i don't know but it's fantastic and i go 100 percent agree <laughs> like he was so he's an a government agent part of the other government agent right oga yeah but he's got the gun in front he's clearly acting like a cowboy he's got all these little you know well my grandpappy used my grandpappy to say, was the best every time he said that phrase yeah, I, I was crying laughing there, there are two lines that he says in this i i loved well my grandpappy said us assholes gotta stick together and i was like oh i love it and then he was like when when science shits when we god i can't even say when science shits the bed i'm the guy they call to change the sheets i was like yes <laughs> yeah he like Guys, if you haven't seen this movie and you're still listening, see this movie for him. Like, oh my god. It's so, like, he's got this swagger. He, like, does this, like, fun, like, lean with every line he says. He's got this southern draw draw that's so over the top. I mean, for for a stone person like me, I was just, like, enamored by him. I was just, like, crying laughing, just, like... It, but not laughing at the performance. It was a great performance. It was just like he was so just magnetic that it was just like, this is amazing. What is this choice? Because I've seen Jeffrey D. Morgan so many things before, and he is a fine actor, but, like, where did this come from? <laughs> Negan, when he plays Negan on The Walking Dead, you said that you heard someone say, oh, that's pretty much the same character. And I'm like, yeah, yes. He plays kind of like Joe Cool, right. Negan. This but is also Negan Taylor turned up Pre- to 11. Yeah, th- this one is just Negan acting like a cowboy who's a government agent who keeps saying one-liners that are amazing. Like, I don't know if he wrote those. <laughs> I don't know who did it, but holy shit. If this is possible, I wanted more of him than The Rock, and I love The Rock. Yeah, same, same. I love, I will see any movie with The Rock in it because they're always fun. Ne- Negan, <laughs> or whatever, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan stole the show. <laughs> stole it just took the movie and ran away with it like all right here's a couple things my pros and cons of the movie i'm gonna start with the cons because you know they're like ugh. but the pros i'm gonna hit it with the end i thought it was funny that these cases could survive re-entry into the earth 
but right when animals, for plot's sake, right when animals got close to him, they busted. Right, right. <laughs> and then, okay, so I, I get it. It comes in through their nostrils. It genetic mutates them and everything like that. Um, but what, does anything else around them? Like, does yeah, it, does it, it just, keep just stop at them? Yeah, no, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so some of that, but I was like, this, you know, this script, I know what we're coming in here for. Uh, let's just forget that. There were a couple other things, like how the gator gets from, like, the bayou all the way up to Chicago through. Right. I don't know how that happened, but again. Who cares? Fuck it. Let's just get to the city. <laughs> there are a few other things I thought were pretty funny, but we're just going to skip to them. Now. George, I think, is the best actor in this film. <laughs> I, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan, for me, was the most enjoyable to watch. I thought the m- most charismatic <laughs> was The Rock, in a way. And I thought the best actor in this <laughs> was, was whoever's doing the mocap for George. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, like, I didn't read anything into, like, the behind the scenes of this movie. I was going to say, like, George had to have been, like, motion captured. Oh, yeah, because yeah. There was something more to that performance than just a CG blob, like the the wolf and the gator are. So it had, yeah, there had to be some sort of motion capture there, and it was. It was quite great. I was I was expecting it to be shitty because we're in the day and age with the Planet of the Apes movies, which have probably the best special effects of any movie out right now. The three new Planet of the Apes movies, mm-hmm. um, and usually when another movie does apes. I'm, my brain immediately has to compare it to that and be like, no, nah, it's not as good as the Apes movies. And while Rampage is not as good as the Apes movies, it's pretty damn good, though. It's pretty good. Like, the effects are good. Good motion capture, they get a good performance, and it doesn't look like just like a blobby blur of color coming towards you when he's, like, running around. <laughs> yeah, this... I don't even know. They kind of blended cartoony and realistic on a nice blend. Yeah. I just had no problem watching these monsters destroy the city. It was, it was fun. My other nitpick was, I th- okay, so when the rocket shot, <laughs> they put that line in there, it didn't hit any of the vitals. Yeah, but you can't just run around like that and not bleed from a gunshot wound. Like, did you notice that? Yeah. I'm like, what is up with that? Yeah. Why was it? Because it's the rock. Something, it... no, I, I think there had to be something changed in the script. I just think it's The Rock, honestly. I feel like he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to, like, limp around. Like, I'm The Rock. I'm fine. <laughs> it's just like he... And he occasionally puts his hand over the wound, and I'm like, will you just stop that? <laughs> just stop it. Dude, quit trying to lie to us. <laughs> and then the last one, last nitpicky thing, when they turned on the... So- I, first of all, I was like, wow, how are we going to get the monsters all of Chicago? And they're like, oh, we'll just flip this switch on this sonar. Yeah. And my first thought was, yeah, but won't that attract... Because it's like, oh, we use this with bats to attract them. Like, Wouldn't we'll attract check bats. bats. <laughs> Where are the bats? <laughs> anyway, yeah. on to the pros. Uh, first pro, and I want to, I want to jump in. Oh, did you year. have any cons? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but my first pro, I want to just jump in, and then I want to let you go through all your pros. All right, Matt, what is your big pro? So yeah, I wanted to jump in here before, and then I'll let you say all your pros, and then I'll come back and do my pros and cons. But like. I just wanted to mention in this room, you talking about the rock in his wound and how he just like walks it off uh, reminded me of the thing that made me scream laugh in the movie theater. And I wasn't the only one that did, but like I like literally scream laughed and it was the, the smallest moment. But at one point, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has the rock and Naomi Harris zip tied, handcuffed. 
and it goes on for a while, and he shuffles them around because they're zip-tied handcuffed, and he's got them on, in custody, and it, it goes on for a while. And just at one point, in just true The Rock fashion, when shit hits the fan, he pops the zip-tie handcuffs off like like they're paper, and I scream laughed when it happened because it was it was just so The Rock, but it was still so funny. Like, it, it was perfect. It was perfect. When he did that, someone in our theater... So I saw this on a Sunday morning. A lot of kids. Which, by the way, there's a lot of violence and swearing in this movie for, like, kids. In, just in to, true New Line fashion. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I was looking around, and I go, but there's, like, an 8-year-old girl or, like, a 5-year-old next to me. And anyway, these parents... One guy, when The Rock does that, he's just like, damn right! <laughs> like, Wait, what? And I look over at him. But I had people cheering and clapping during parts of this movie, and I'm like, I am so out of touch with these people. <laughs> like, to me, I was just, like, giggling, laughing, going, like, wow, these are ridiculous. And I had a couple eye rolls with some of the dialogue, so I'm like, they're, like I understand who this is written for. Right. I really do. So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, Jesus, dialogue, who is this written by? Because it doesn't matter. It's supposed to be stupid. But they're, like, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Try a little bit. Yeah. My, my my only con, I have one major con with the movie, and it's not even that major because I love this movie. My major con, I guess, with it was I wish they embraced the fun a little bit more. Uh, it, the movie is mercifully short for this type of movie. It's only about an hour and 45 minutes long. There are some gaps where it's like, get to the monsters, get to the fun stuff. And it does move pretty well. But I think they could have trimmed either a little bit more human stuff or sped it along or something like that. Or just had more Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the scenes. Just something to amp it up to the fun level that the other scenes are at. So a little bit uneven in that regard. But like for the most part, I can't complain about it. Uh, I mean, there's so many pros I have for this movie. It would be too many to list. What I would just say overall is that like they made they knew what it was they made a fun movie and they you know they embraced it with stupid shit like you know the the arcade game is in the the background of the offices where the bad guys are the sound that they use to attract bats is the sound from the game like little shit like that was stuff that like kept me through what was just like a dumb fun movie and it was like okay they kind of like no they know what they're doing like they really know what they're doing with this movie they're they're putting in as many things as possible to make it as fun as possible no they definitely had someone who played the game and knew the game you had the bomber who came in that was going to hit him with the large bomb right so you used to have that in the game you had george he ate the bad guy uh, yeah. the, the woman uh whatever her character's name was there were several things from the game. They actually made the alligator a female. They don't explain it in the script, but her, you know the alligator's name is Lizzie. Mm-hmm. So okay, I, and clearly they know what they're doing. They're just making a big, dumb, fun summer movie. It yeah. is the perfect thing. It's a perfect popcorn movie. You're not gonna have to think at all. Turn off your. You'll enjoy this movie a lot better. If you turn off your brain, or in Matt's case, just you get just, stoned. You get super stoned. Yeah. yeah, get so stoned you don't know who you are anymore. Because I had to fight my own brain thinking too much in this. I was like, I, and at about the time when they're like, they're only 20 miles outside of the city. Like, finally, my brain's just like, just give up. <laughs> Have fun with it. The only out loud thing I said in this, and The Rock literally said it right after me. 
is when George punches the uh, or throws the wolf, and then the wolf like flies back like a flying squirrel. And I go, ha! Of course. <laughs> no, and no, then right. he right, yeah, of course just, it can fly. <laughs> of course the wolf can fly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like all those little things like that is like. Yeah, just just they're so acutely aware of the kind of movie they're making. They got a bunch of money and they're playing in a sandbox. And seeing the movie, you know, in theaters, you know, with a full house, just it was just the best time. But also was super nostalgic because it did remind me of like when I would see these big blockbuster movies in the early '90s, and it would be mm-hmm. a full house on a Saturday night. And you know, I never go to movies on Saturdays anymore, but I did for this one because it was the only night i could get high um it was it was kind of crazy and nostalgic just my experience but then also like this is the perfect movie for that nostalgic experience because it is like those movies of the 90s where just the crowd is cheering everybody's having a good time yeah it's just it's big dumb and fun and i i personally loved it when i was stoned i thought it was probably the greatest movie i've ever seen and with some with some distance and i could step back i would not say that but i will say it was a super fun movie i will watch it again i probably will only ever watch it stoned though just so i can maybe relive that experience but uh super fun and i really liked it kind of obvious but i encourage you going to see this movie if you want a popcorn flick go see it Yep, don't miss it, actually, honestly. Like, if you were waiting for a type of movie like this, don't miss this one. This is the one. All right, behind the scenes, there's not much to it. The Rock almost didn't do this because in the original script, George died. Yeah. And then they, I guess, kind of compromised, and they had George fake his death. You yeah, uh, and it actually is super funny. You get the, the monkey motioning the sex with the fingers. Yeah. All works out. All oh, works man. out in the end for me. I, I think you actually did say this, but I think it's easy. The monk, the gorilla George, is the ten to thirteen year old boys. Right. He's just representing yeah. what they were thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the funniest thing behind the scene was the lawsuit from Ubul. Yeah. In late March two thousand eighteen, German director Ubul threatened to. I, I just like to say it like that. I know it's Ubul, but I don't care. Ubul. <laughs> Maybe he'll come fight me. <laughs> threatened to file a lawsuit against Warner Brothers if the studio did not change the film's title. He said, you know, the movies he produced and uh, directed, which is the Rampage film trilogy, which I have not seen, claim that the Warner Brothers film will shrink his brand and revenues he could use for future installments of his Rampage films. He also went on to say that Warner Brothers films, these Warner Brothers films confuse the audience and is one of those typical feel-good popcorn bullshit movies that the studios use to brainwash America. <laughs> I sort of love... Oh, brainwash America even more. more right. I sort of love Uva Bowl. I, I do. I, I think he's just, like, just a fascinating disaster. Because he's a wild character. And he's, yeah, he's a wild card all the time. You never know what he's going to say. Um, you never know what he's going to do. You never know what his movies are going to be. I've had so much fun seeing some of his movies before. I've never seen the Rampage movies because they just seem too ugly for me. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some nerd news. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! All right, my nerd news is very short. I saw the new trailer for Jurassic World, The Last, The Lost Kingdom, The Fallen Kingdom. I don't give a crap. They basically just look like they're redoing The Lost World. 
I'm going to go watch it because I freaking love dinosaurs. And, of course, we're going to cover it for this podcast. Yeah, spoiler alert, that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't figure that out, you don't listen to the show Enough. Yeah, yeah, like, of course we're going to talk about Jurassic Park. I was a little disappointed. Hopefully it's good, but I, I'm starting to have my worries. Yeah, I, I'm not watching any of the trailers. Uh, I, I'm one of the few people that did, well, maybe not one of the few. I'm, I'm with, like, more mainstream America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Jurassic World. I thought it was fun. I thought it was nostalgic. I enjoyed it. It's flat, but whatever. I didn't need anything else from it. I like Jurassic World, so I'm, I was excited for this. And the fact that everyone involved with it, including, like, Spielberg being one of the producers, is advertising that this is a horror movie. It's, it's a horror movie, and... That's what the, the dinosaurs are the monsters. I'm in. Like, I don't want to watch any trailers. You've sold me. You gave me the pitch, and I'm in. So, and I know they're going to be running around the suburbs, which I just think is hilarious. Uh, I know they did that already in Lost World, but come on. Did we expect anything else? All these part two reboots are always reboots of the other part two. <laughs> like, we should know this by now. <laughs> yeah, with the first one, I thought it was all right when I watched it. I haven't watched it since. And I have no intention. It's just well, you said flat. The it's, movie it's flat, to me, I'm but like, it's it's nostalgic. It it still has dinosaurs in it. It's still fine to me. I enjoy it. I just didn't think it brought enough new to it. And this one, uh, wow. The, I don't know if they're trying to trick us, but ugh. don't watch the trailers. By the way, keep with that. Yeah, keep I'm not strong. going. To. I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch the trailers. I'm I'm getting being a horror fan. I'm getting really good at not watching the trailers because. In the past decade or whatever, all the horror trailers spoil all the good scares. So I learned very quickly to not watch horror trailers anymore. So I can restrain myself and not watch the trailer for this big Hollywood movie as well. And it's difficult, though, when you see enough movies like you and I do. Yeah, that's the only tricky part. And I have been doing a thing where I go late purposely to movies now because I've seen the trailers I want to see already on the big screen and then like yeah there's stuff like this that i don't want spoiled so like i now i'm starting to show up late to movies <laughs> on purpose like n- showing up 15 minutes late knowing i'm gonna miss the trailers so that i don't get mm-hmm. shit like this spoiled oh i understand that let's move on to what did you watch i i watched to keep in line with the video game month I went and saw Tomb Raider before it's gone from theaters like that one kind of came and went fast i saw Tomb Raider and I actually enjoyed it. I really like the first one with uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. I think it's a super fun movie. I think because of 9-11, that's like the last like fun, big budget Hollywood movie and then everything changed. So I, re- I, really, I really enjoy that movie. It's dumb fun. I like it. This one doesn't compare. It's, it's, it's more realistic. It's more grounded. It's not as, air quotes, fun. I never saw the second tomb raider i never saw it i will someday but see i think tomb raider 2 is closer to one of the last 90s movies because it was the exact same stupidness oh okay well maybe yeah maybe then i'll change my tune when i see that one this new one was 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 fun in its own way it wasn't like silly over the top big fun but it it breezy pace walton goggins is the bad guy and he's just so yummy to watch as like a bad guy you know okay. like he just he's another one that just chews scenery so well and alicia vikander is a perfect new laura croft i think she's great and she you know brings her oscar clout with her being a great not that angelina jolie wasn't a great actress she was fantastic but alicia vikander is coming off of like winning an oscar and doing this so this is it's kind of cool to see her 
let her hair down and cut loose a little bit. I do recommend it if you like the other movies or you like the game. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. I had nothing great. It's no Rampage, but I liked it. <laughs> so I tried to watch the series that you and I brought back. Uh, you're yes, welcome, we did Netflix. this. We did this. Uh, boring, could not get through the... F- couldn't finish the whole first uh, episode. And I, Lost in Space, you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like any of the characters. Very boring. I'm not going to watch it. I just like the 90s movie too much. I just don't care. I don't need this. I uh, was going to watch it, but then, yeah, like when I started seeing some of the images from it and reading about it, I was just like, ah, oh, this isn't what I want. Like, I wanted, I wanted a TV adaptation, like, of the movie. <laughs> no, this movie's for... Or, so far, this show seems like it's for 50 to 60-year-old people who, like, don't want too much excitement. Oh, okay. Maybe they watched the old show when they were kids, and now they want something yeah. kind of even keel now. I, you know, maybe it gets better. Maybe it's just the pilot episode, they're feeling it. But, but the problem is, like, it was so boring, I don't want to give it another shot. I might just for this show. Because we brought it back. Well, yeah, we did this. So any uh, anything you want rebooted, uh, please send us tapes of, and we will cover... Because we will bring them back. We did it with Leprechaun. We did it with this. We can't be stopped. <laughs> Mortal Kombat might come back. We don't know. Can you imagine if when we finish... By the way, that's next week. Uh, can, you, can you imagine when we finish Mortal Kombat if the next day they announce, like, Mortal Kombat 3 or Mortal Kombat the reboot is in production now? We would shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine... Man, and the other movie I went back and rewatched, and boy, is it long, but really good, is Heat. Heat is one that I just saw within the last, like, five years. Mm-hmm. So I missed it when it first came out. Love it. It yeah. moves. For a three-hour movie, you never feel it once. So Sarah couldn't make it through the movie, but she made it through, like, an hour. She's like, wow, this is really good. How much longer? And I paused it, and I go, just an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's long. It's long. But, yeah, I first of all, I always, always forget Ashley Judd's in that. She, I love Ashley Judd. She's the wife of Val Kilmer's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. And Val Kilmer, spoiler, if you haven't seen Heat, I'm about to ruin it. <laughs> 20, 25 years later. He's the only character that survived. I mean, Al Pacino, which is the detective, but Val Kilmer, which you think he was going to be the first one to die right. because he's kind of the idiot that keeps making the mistakes, but at the end of it, De Niro doesn't follow through with his plan. I love it. You just have you not seen that? Go see it. It inspired Christopher Nolan in a lot of it for the Batman The Dark Knight uh, robbery. Yeah. No, for, I mean the whole movie The Dark Knight yeah. is heat. It's heat. <laughs> yeah. And I, for the longest time I thought Christopher Nolan worked on the movie, but no. I guess I just made that up in my head. <laughs> yeah, he was probably still doing student movies at the time. When yeah, who knows up. what he was doing. He's probably just begging people for money and a chance. Yeah. So yeah. next week, if we haven't if I haven't said it enough, we are doing New Lines nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat. Here's a crazy thing for me with Mortal Kombat going into it. Uh, this is another one, like a lot of our New Line movies we've talked about, that I haven't seen for a good probably 15 years. I saw it as when it first came out, and I saw it again as a teenager, but I haven't seen it since. So it'll be interesting. So, yep. uh, I probably at least 15 years haven't seen it. Now, I have seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation 
so many times in my adult life, more than I'm proud to say. You know what? I'm proud to say. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I wear that as a badge of BS. honor. Yes, I um, see you all the time. You're like, I- I've seen that one much more. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it more. I love that movie. I don't know how I feel about Mortal Kombat, the original, so we're going to find out. <laughs> I had a friend when I asked him, I go, should we do Mortal Kombat or whatever else for a video game movie? And he goes, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And I'm like... I'm sorry to disappoint you. We're, we're going to start with the first one and do that one later. He's just like, well, I don't care then. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there will be several people wanting us to do. I know several friends that will be wanting us to do Annihilation at some point. So we have to we have to deliver probably within the year on that. <laughs> well, it's funny because I had Mortal Kombat, the VHS, and you have Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the VHS. So it's a perfect match. Yeah, it's going to work out great. <laughs> We're going to do, do it. We also have a special tape. I already revealed it. We're doing the animated video that came in this. The, uh, what is it? Something Journey, Journey Begins. Journey Begins, yeah. I watched that today, and I only did it for you guys. <laughs> it is an hour long. I'm going to watch it still, too. So I haven't watched, as, as the time of this recording, I haven't watched... Mortal Kombat yet, and I haven't seen this maybe ever, so this is going to be really interesting for me. (laughs) I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. The journey begins. We'll talk about that next week. Alright, yeah, so so we'll be back next week with uh, two Mortal Kombats, and that concludes Video Game Month. That's it. We blew through it. It was amazing. (laughs) Next month is all Matt, and he's going to pick those out. I'm sure he has a little list. I don't know. I don't know. I will share it uh, as soon as we get off air here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, rate and review us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Podbeans and the YouTubes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all the subscribing and uh, reviewing so far. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Please continue to do so. All right. Until next week, take it easy. Be kind and uh, rewind? No, we don't do that on these. No. Okay. Bye. I I forget our (laughs) rules, too. I tell you what, piss on the lamb, piss on Mary, and piss on you. The Rock is going to go out there tonight and do what he does best. And let's lay the smack down on your Rudy Poo. Ah, hey, don't do it. Don't do it because The Rock guarantees to prove to you, you, this goof holding the camera, this chick gawking at The Rock, he will prove to the millions. And millions of The Rock's fans, exactly why The Rock is the great one. Exactly why The Rock is the chosen one. And exactly why The Rock is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best damn WWF champ there ever was. If you smack. Hey, uh uh, Philly, this ain't sing along with the champ. If you smell what The Rock. It's cooking.